Welcome back. It's the Game Stoppers. Boy, oh boy, do we got a good one today. DeAndre Hopkins, PED, we will be starting off with. Then we'll move on to Tyron Matthew going over to the Saints. About time someone signed him. Then we're going to talk about uh, how these pl- this second-round playoffs are looking. Let's get into this. DeAndre Hopkins. Now, he's he put out a statement, which I'm sure most people saw, where he stated that he didn't he's never ever used any performance enhancing drugs in his life. Tess says otherwise, obviously. That is why he's suspended until week six. Or no, sorry, week seven. Week seven he will lace up. But other than that, he's suspended six games. It will not be able to hit the field until then. So, that's not all. Let's talk about how the Cardinals play without him. Now, I I do realize that they did bring on Marquise Brown, but is he really going to make a difference? Come on, they had Christian Kirk. To me, they're the exact same. What what difference is it going to make? Just different quarterback at this point. Anyway, so in total, he missed seven games last season with an injury, which turned out to be the MCL injury. Well, he missed a total of eight games, to be fair, because of the wild card. So he only played 10 games last year, last season. Of those 10 games, he had 572 receiving yards, 13 average, eight touchdowns. Good? Absolutely. Because of those 10 games that he played, the Cardinals were 8-2. and two. Now, without him, which was the eight games that he missed, they were 3-5. and five. Yikes. Now, let's go, let's go down these games. The, we're going to start off with San Francisco when he was first out. San Francisco, they, they won 31-17. Leading receiver was Christian Kirk. 91 yards. Next game was the Carolina Panthers, who they lost to, 34-10. to Christian Kirk again being, being the leading receiver. Next one was the Seattle Seahawks, who they won, 23-13. They won that game. Again, Christian Kirk being the lead. Oh, nope, sorry. Zach Ertz being the leading receiver. And they picked him up not too long ago before... Uh, they played that game, and that was kind of like, hey, what's up, Arizona game? That was his what's up. I'm here. Next one was the Detroit Lions, who they lost to, 30-12. to Christian Kirk being the leading receiver on that one with 94. Now this one. This, this game, to me, is the most interesting at all. Indianapolis. They lost 22-16. to Their leading was receiver was no other than the running back for the Miami Dolphins, Chase Edmonds. Well, now for the Miami Dolphins. He had 74 yards. He also had 71 rushing yards. That just baffles me. Without Hopkins, they they relied on a running back on that one. Now Dallas, they won 25-22. Close game. Christian Kirk, 79 yards. 
Seattle, 38-30 loss. Zach Ertz being the leading receiver. I, without him, they, during the regular season, you saw how bad they were. You, we all saw that. It, it was horrendous. Horrendous. Three and four in the regular season without him. But moving on to the game uh, with uh, wild, the wild call. Wow. Holy cow. Wait a minute. Pause on that one. Can I talk? Apparently not. Going go to the wild card game, which they lost. Their leading receiver in this one was Christian Kirk. Wait for it. With 51 yards. 51 yards. That was the highest receiving yard player for that team. Horrible. Horrible. So yeah, we see how much the Cardinals lose without him. And of course, we all know he's a game changer. He's a top three receiver in the NFL when he's healthy. We know that. Why he used PEDs? If he used PEDs. Don't know. Don't know. We'll never know. So yeah, that is DeAndre Hopkins. Will they be bad without him? Maybe. Maybe not. I think they will. I don't think that they'll be good without him. They're they're bad. Kyler Murray's still going to do his thing, but never know. Moving on. We have the New Orleans Saints picking up Tyra Matthew. I don't know who's leading the team. Is it their general manager? Or is it the fans? Because clearly the fans wanted Chris Olave. And who do they get? They got Chris Olave. And clearly they wanted Tyron Matthew out of free agency. And who did they get? They got Tyron Matthew. Woo, doggy. Now we are talking. We are talking. Let's let's look at this defense. With Tyron Matthew on this team. Th- three a two-time Super Bowl appearance with him, one-time champ, and we all know he's a game-changer on the field. He could cover everywhere. He's smart, and now he's a vet. I don't, personally, to me, I don't know why he went to the Saints. I, 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 well, I take that back. I understand why he went to LSU kind of hometown area, but you're 30, 31 years old, and with your position, you're not getting any younger. I mean, he he joins former teammate Daniel Sorensen for the team, but that's it. Other than that, defense, if we're looking, great defense. I love the upgrades that they got. Marcus May. One of the upgrades that they got to that defense. Uh, obviously, a lot of drafted guys that they have. Um, Alante Taylor. I like him. Really good corner. Another good corner, Bradley Roby. And obviously, their best corner, Marshawn Lattimore, who we know is Clamps. Top five corner in the league. 
you want to debate that, go right ahead. But that's not what we're talking about today. Another great player that they have is Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Great, great, great defensive back. Uh, he's young. Maybe Tyler Matthew and Marcus May could help him. Uh, to me, personally, last year, uh, obviously Jets players don't get much recognition. And Marcus May was one of those uh, safeties for for the league that played really well. And he didn't make the Pro Bowl, as we saw. He did really good last year for them, for the Jets. Obviously, Jets still suck, but he was... Pro Football Focus had him in the top 10 rankings for safeties. Moving on to the linebacker position. Demario Davis. Jets teammates linking up with Marcus May and Demario Davis. Really good vet linebacker on that team. He is... Him and Cam Jordan are the captains of that defense. They're smart. Obviously veterans. Know where to move, what's going to happen, study the game. And Mario Davis is a top 10 linebacker in the league. So there you go. The D-line. Whom I mentioned, Cameron Jordan. Stud. Stud of a player. We've all seen what he could do. He's a game wrecker. You got to double him. But what happens when you double him? You leave Marcus Davenport open. A young defensive lineman who is looking like maybe maybe he could be the next cam jordan for them he's looking really good obviously they got rid of trey hendrickson who went over to the Bengals. stupid move by the saints but if you want to build around marcus davenport i would have moved marcus davenport to d tackle get him a little bulked up and then kept trey henderson Hendrickson, sorry, on the team. Uh, another guy that I like on their team is David. On I can never say his last name, but I'm a I'm a butcher this, but I'm a try. Onyemata, David Onyemata. He's a stud. He is a great, great on run defense. He plugs up that hole right there. It's that easy. We know about the offense. Great O line that they've built. Losing Teron Armstead does hurt them at the tackle position, but who cares? They got Trevor Penning. Oh my goodness, do I like this tackle. Saints, The Saints fans got who they want to at Trevor Penning. This dude looked elite in the combine. And he just bullies people. That's what he does. He'll bully them. And he'll talk smack. And I love players who talk smack. I love that. We're going to move on to basketball in a little bit. I love Pat Bev. I'll talk about what he said. Actually, you know, I'll just say right now. He said after uh, John Morant scored 47, that never happened against Minnesota. But you know what did? A loss. Kicked out of the first round. Anyway, coming back to football. Taysom Hill wants to be a tight end now. They do need a tight tight end because... Clearly, Adam Troutman is not the guy. He's not the guy. Running backs. You got Mark Ingram. You got Alvin Kamara. Two absolute studs for that team. R wide receivers. You got Chris Olave. 
Marquez Callaway, who's eh, he's okay, but he's definitely not a first threat. Traquan Smith, great receiver on that team. Again, they're not the first option type receivers. Second or third, they work well. Michael Thomas, I don't know if he's coming back or not. He probably will. And obviously, we have Jameis Winston back. Who Andy Dalton will be playing the start of the season just to have Jameis Winston heal. But that is the Saints team right there. Are they contenders? Absolutely not. Will they be? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know why they're trying to contend. I just go, mm, well, you got Alvin Kamara. You got Michael Thomas aging. Ryan Ramchek probably won't be there. Yeah, I mean, you got to try. You got to try. So they will, they'll probably make the playoffs. I can see them making the playoffs. It's definitely going to be them and Bucks going back to back because we all know those Saints own the Bucks. Last year they did. Moving on, we have the NBA playoffs. <sighs> all right, here we go. Golden State Warriors in the Grizz. We're starting off hot. That's what we got to do. We got to start off hot. It's chippy. I like that. The refs are letting them play. Well, I mean, maybe not Draymond. Maybe not Draymond. Maybe not uh, Dylan Brooks. Who fell. What, was that Dylan Brooks or Desmond Bain? I don't remember. But I know it was one of those two probably. Hard foul on, on GP last night. Hard foul. Uh, dirty. I can't really say yes, and I can't really say no. I don't know. I'm stuck in between because by the looks of it, he was going up to try to block. But at the same time, he knew that that was going to be a bucket anyway unless he really fouled hard. Like there's between the two, it's it's kind of hard to decide. Ja still scored 47. Talk trash to Corey, uh, Curry. Horrible idea. Now they're going back to the bay, and Curry's like, all right, you want to talk trash? All right, I'm going to miss one three. And that's just in the pregame warm-ups. That was a horrible idea to talk trash to Curry. He's going to go off next game. I see it. 35 minimum. It's crazy, though. It's crazy. You have this young team with the Memphis Grizzlies, with this young coach at Taylor Jenkins. Everything's just young about them. They look great, well-chemistry. And the Golden State Warriors, well, they're this dynasty team over the last 10 years. They've become this dynasty team where you're like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. And now you they're well-aged. They aged like fine wine. They like haven't. They haven't lost a step. I don't think so. Draymond still looks like the same Draymond, if you ask me. Just smarter. Curry looks like the same Curry, just smarter. Clay, obviously injuries hit hit him twice, but you know what? To me, he still looks like the same Clay. He's still draining shots, and now they have this. Jordan Poole guy who came out of the G League proved everybody wrong in that draft class. I said, why would the Warriors draft this guy? 
Well, there's your answer. There's your answer. He's a hungry man, and he's just getting started. Just getting started. Like I said, I got Grizz, though. I got Grizz winning. Moving on to Phoenix and Dallas. Luka, first game. First game. Puts up 45, 12, and 8. These are some LeBron Cavaliers-type numbers. Like, oh my god, my back is hurting. 45, 12, and 8. 45, 12, and 8. Holy cow. Talk about my back. But was enough to come up with that win. Because Phoenix decided to shoot 100% from the free throw line. 18 for 18. Like, what? And then outboarded them? 51 rebounds to 36 rebounds? Oh my goodness gracious. Aiden decided to show up, had 25 and 8. And then Book said, don't forget about me too, with 23, 9 and 8. That was an f- electrifying game. And another thing that I've been hearing around with a lot of people, Phoenix is overrated. What are you, what are you talking about? Phoenix is overrated. Phoenix is not overrated. They, they're like an older Grizzlies team. Think about it. Well chemistry. Yes, they got better stars on their team with Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, D-Book. Kel Bridges I would even put in there. Got a good coach. Same team to me. Just better. Dallas, uh, you gotta, you, they got to find a way to help out Luka. Or else you're just making another Dirk Nowitzki type thing. I mean, they did give him Jason Kidd, but... Didn't really work out that well. Well, I mean, it did, but Jason Kidd wasn't the Jason Kidd that we knew. Moving on, we're getting off topic. Miami and Philly. James Harden. James Harden. You don't fear the beard anymore. (laughs) If anything, the beard fears him. Like, what are you doing? Dude was third leading scorer in the first game. 16 points. 16 points. I'm going to say that one more time. 16 points on 5 for 13 shooting. What are you doing? You are now washed because it is your fault. That you didn't stay in shape. Those honey buns are catching up to you now. All those honey buns. All those milkshakes. Stop going to Sonic. Stop going to Dunkin' Donuts. Because clearly, it's not working. Same thing happened to Allen Iverson. He, he used a couple practices and games to get in conditioning shape. Works well when you're in your 20s. Oh, but when you hit your 30s. Does not look good. Does not look good. That's why LeBron's so good. Pays a million dollars on his body every year, and he's still playing at an elite level. <sighs> anyway, Miami looked good. Bam, 24-12-4. and four. And then you have the sixth man of the year this year, Tyler Hero, 25-1-7. and seven. 
He's as cold as ice. Maybe, maybe he's the next Lou Will to that team. Well, Lou Will never played for the Heat, but you get what I mean. The next game, Milwaukee and Boston. I figured this would be a butting heads thing. Because that's clearly what it's looking like. Boston. First game, they shoot 53s. Yes, you heard me right. They shot 53s. You know why? Milwaukee watched their game against Brooklyn and decided, shoot, we got to protect the paint. We got to protect the paint. Boston in the past two games, last two games, have shot 46, 40, uh, oh, sorry, 43 more threes in them. Yeah. Yeah. Something that I want to talk about. Grant Williams. He is the DPOY for the Boston Celtics. Well, not DPOY, I should say. DPOP. Defensive player of playoffs. Of the playoffs, yeah. Of the playoffs. Defensive player of the playoffs. This dude came out of nowhere, this forward, and guards Giannis like he's not seven foot. Yes, Giannis, 29, 11, and 5. Like, he, he he's getting these types of numbers. That's his types of numbers. Like, basically 30, 10, and 5 a game. That's what he's doing. But against Grant Williams... He's getting clamped a little better. You can't really stop Giannis, but you can contain him to a certain number. It's the same thing that you could do with Kevin Durant, unless he gets angry because some fan decided to say something mean and then go off. I've, I've experienced that. Anyway, Grant Williams and the Time Lord Robert Williams, the Williams Wall, that's, that's going to be their nickname, the Williams Wall, is really go- good. I'd say put that team, that duo, out there whenever Giannis is on the court. You put them on there, Giannis won't drive that well. Not against them. I've noticed when those two are on the court together, he doesn't drive. He doesn't drive like he usually does. Do that little Euro step. Do that little get big. He doesn't do that. Not with those two on the court. Now, when Alf Horford's like 58-year-old butt's on the court with a walking stick, well, then that's where the issue comes out. Hard to move against Giannis. Hard to move. Anyway, that is my takes for the playoffs. Thank you all so much for listening, and I'll catch you next week. Peace!